You are listening to the Better Business Podcast brought to you by Booksy, the show here to help you bring your business A-game through candid interviews with some of the UK's leading barbers, hairstylists, nail techs, salon owners, entrepreneurs, community leaders, and beyond. In the late nights, early mornings, and every moment in between, the Booksy Better Business Podcast is here to help you shine. We help you be you, only better. In this episode of Booksy's Better Business Podcast, we're exploring the fitness industry as Ollie chats to Adrian Bradbury, founder of Eastbourne-based Rebel Rebel Fitness. The guys talk about how to break the mould in the hugely competitive fitness industry, how the pandemic has affected gyms and personal trainers, and how Adrian adapted his business model to it, opening a new fitness studio along the way. Join us as we explore the future of the health and beauty industry and how you too can stay one step ahead of the game. Hello and welcome to today's Booksy's podcast. Uh, my name is Ollie and I'm the online team leader for Booksy UK. Today I have the privilege of welcoming Adrian Bradbury from Rebel Rebel Fitness. So Adrian, thanks for joining us today. How are you keeping? Thanks Ollie. Yeah, thank you very well today. Um, just been out this morning already training clients. Obviously we're outdoors at the moment with the pandemic, but nice. yeah, I'm keeping very well. Thank you. Very busy. Good stuff. Good stuff. And yeah, I've really been looking forward to having this chat with you, man. Um, you're a really interesting guy really inspiring and yeah I feel like you've got a lot to offer the community so um thanks thanks for doing this um, thanks thanks for having me along to your podcast no worries and uh yeah you're, you're quite local to Booksy UK uh you're you're based in just on the outskirts of Eastbourne aren't you I am uh, yeah, yeah. Too far from Sussex. cool that's really cool um and so yeah why don't we just start off then by giving us a little bit of a, a background about you and your business how did Rebel Rebel Fitness get started Rebel Rebel is a uh, fitness and treatment uh, centre. Um, but to start with, um, I was just um, a one-man band, personal trainer, working out of different gyms, uh, subcontracting, um, trying to get the best deal, trying to pick up clients <laughs> off the uh, off the gym floor. Yeah. Um, so I've kind of you know I've worked my way up through the steps in regards to what you need to do to be a personal trainer. It's cool. not as easy as just taking a qualification and then all of a sudden you're fully booked with clients you have to put the groundwork in and you you do generally have to figure out what your clientele is you have to figure out who your who your usp mm. is um the same as you would with any business um obviously the uh, service you provide is fitness uh, is way more than that and i'm sure we'll talk about that yeah but i came from a construction background i uh, i worked as a construction manager for a lot of companies i was always sort of uh, uh, the man on site, so to speak, and I'd always be tra- training uh, younger lads how to um, progress themselves in the construction industry. Cool. And I've always kept a very fit base in my life. So I've always been playing rugby and uh, box to a reasonable level. And uh, I, at just one point in my life, I was getting really fit after I'd had my first kid and someone just said to me, you know, why don't you train people how to do this? And I'd had enough bad PTs and bad (laughs) coaches in my life, um, sports coaches, PE teachers, you know, who weren't very nice people, who uh, weren't very inspiring. And uh, I very much went into fitness with the mindset that I want to make a bit of a difference. I want to work on people's uh, individualism, uh, work on their confidence, their self-esteem. Uh, obviously, fitness is a massive benefit of that, you know, feeling better about yourself. 
definitely. Um, so, I mean, I was always a bit of a rebel, a bit of a misfit, an outcast, <laughs> an outsider. Um, I always liked different alternative music to the certain crowds at school, so to speak. Um, but um, my parents had, had gifted me so much to the that I had my own confidence. I was my own person. Mm. I didn't feel like I had to follow to be in as part of a crowd. So I was always okay with standing outside of the edge of the crowd, doing my own thing, wearing what I wanted to wear, listening to what I wanted to wear, um, listening to what I wanted to listen to, um, doing what, ha- you know, being my own individual. Yeah. And in a society where everybody follows what's on social media and, what's in magazines and papers and what the internet says it's it's very hard to to be individual in a sea of definitely a sea of similarity so yeah i think rebel rebel was born off you know searching to give people a good level of service a good uh, desire of individualism um and accountability for people and and that's what we've very much based our business on you've sort of gone through the bad experiences that mm. do come with uh, you know the fitness industry or, or other industries as well. Um, I think people are quick to sort of jump into it. And like you said, you do actually have to build up the experience and knowledge. And obviously you've uh, you've hustled and, and got that knowledge yeah. and experience. So fitness no. is very much a, a, for a lot of personal trainers, fitness is very much a one-stop program, one written thing for everybody. They write one program and they do that many <laughs> times a day. It is not like that at all. You, you, yeah. your each client is individual to you. You know, you're you're trying to improve an individual, not just through fitness, but through other avenues. And and so many people they get uh, colluded with doing the same thing over and over again, and they're not very creative and not very mm. uh, inspiring to their clients. I mean, I mean, you'll see a lot of PTs, you know, with their tops off or mm. uh, doing like booty selfies and things like that. And it, it, you know. For a once instance, someone might say, oh, I want to look like that. But when that PT's posted that photograph 10 times in the week, you're not really inspiring them. You're kind of almost attracting them a little bit. They're like, oh, well, I'm never going to be like that. Mm. So you're not giving them a focus and a point. That's uh, really interesting. It's, it's nice that you're kind of looking at, you know, from the sort of holistic approach that, you know, there's more to fitness than just looking good. See, that's one aspect that's important to a lot of people. But, Very you know, nice. there's... Uh, it's, yeah. all about, it's all about movement, Ollie. That's what it's all about. Yeah. This is, should be about movement. Definitely, definitely. And, you know, even during the pandemic, you know, I feel like that is still something really important for people to focus on. And it's, it's great that you're, you know, still promoting that and pushing that to, you know, give people that confidence, like you were saying. So that's uh, it's really I think interesting. The, I think the pandemic has really brought an awareness of um, uh, health and fitness yeah. um, in a really good way that people realise that now they're locked in their house, they're not actually doing anything that they were doing before so that maybe that one trip to the gym to meet their friend and chat on the treadmill for half an hour they can't do that because mm. it's just i mean you get outside and walk obviously but a lot of people aren't doing that so they're yeah. so focusing on on what what they could do and it's i feel like certain influencers certain personal trainers certain coaches you know they're really getting behind encouraging health and fitness to you know boost your immune system boost yeah. your health and fitness I mean, fitness is now being shown that it is very essential and it's just how you're shown that. And I think, you know, um, with your business, with your fitness business, you should be showing people reasons why they should be being fit, not just, Definitely. Not just looking good.
yeah <laughs> no, brilliant and um so obviously this this year has been crazy with the pandemic um it, it's uh you know it's been a lot of up and downs but you've, you've still managed to progress your business and and you've opened up your your new uh fitness center your new studio so congratulations for that it's um, really nice to see that you're you're still you know progressing that um i mean how, how has the the sort of pandemic um affected your your business how has it sort of shaped the way that you you now work and um, yeah, how, how, uh, how has it changed things? I think um, there was a very uncertain landscape ahead of a lot of people when um, COVID first uh, came out. People were like, oh, I'm not sure if I can do this. I'm not sure if I can do that. Um, a lot of PTs just rely on the gym that they work at to give them clients. Now, if they hadn't spent the time getting to know their client and treating them as an individual, then they're just classing them as a number, I guess. So they're not uh, creating a relationship. So with Rebel Rebel, what we decided to do was um, really reach out more than we ever did to our clients, because we do treat them all as friends and clients and all as individuals. But we started with um, a newsletter, a daily newsletter. We did that for the first six months of um, pandemic. You know, that's not easy, right, in a a newsletter every single day but it was a way of us just to be in someone's inbox in the morning just to say something inspirational um, and just try and stay on the radar of our clients so obviously then the lockdown then tightened and we were a bit like okay so what can we do now how can we service our clients a little more so um, we got pushed online like a lot of um, a lot of fitness professionals started doing um, Google Hangout classes or Zoom classes, uh, Facebook, Instagram, any way that they could get in front of their, and their clients. A really important point um, that I was always taught was um, the first rule of coaching or personal training isn't that you're the most important person in the room. So if you're teaching a fitness class, the class shouldn't be what you want to do. It should be what your clients want to do. So being able to be interacted via a a newsletter, um, WhatsApp groups, uh, Facebook groups, uh, all social medias, we were able to construct uh, what we called the rebellion um, (laughs) to create an online fitness class service for our clientele now that was you know uh, what still is actually um teaching hit classes kettlebell classes combat classes you know really fun things really motivational you know just 45 minute uh, blasts you know you'd log on uh, we pre-record our stuff as well so people can watch it the next cool. day because um, not everyone's available at six mm. o'clock on a tuesday you know someone might have might be at work or they you know, might have their family um and they might have um, other things that they that are in their way so they need to they need to revisit a different time so the online system worked really well and i think the way that it worked better was when you created a program to go alongside it so that people it was laid out in front of them it not like you were making it up on the spot yeah. it was that today is hit and in two weeks time it's oh <laughs> uh, uh, we're gonna uh, progress on that class so anyway so um through the online classes we realized that we needed to get a premises. I mean, I um, was doing a bit of work out in my garage for a while while I, ha- while I had the, the space to do it. Um, but obviously it was tightening around what, you, what, what restraints you were under. So online, yeah. it was very much push online. And, and, and the, the point that I would give, taken from what I just said was, 
you really need to focus on your individual and your group mm. with your and you know what your usp is you know who you're reaching out to and give people what they want mm. you know, would you would you want to go to that class that you're teaching and then find a fine line what you give to your client you know still being true to your business so we then needed a space we then thought to ourselves okay so what's going to happen with uh the fitness industry so we were trying to future forecast what we were doing we were trying to always stay ahead of what the next announcement may be but also future proofing our business i mean a lot of businesses have had to do this but i think if you still want to retain uh business uh, through retention of clients you have to uh you have to foresee what's coming next you so yeah ahead of the game totally so we were like right fitness is going to be very private and very personal now there isn't going to be that many people wanting to go onto the gym floor and um not knowing what to do or not knowing who to speak to or not working out next to that person there or <laughs> wait that person's clean that thing so we thought to ourselves right okay well if we had a, a pt studio that was very exclusive very nice to look at I'm, I'm, I'm sure you may have seen images of what our place looks like it's kind of uh cool and edgy uh lots of uh lots of plants lots of artwork uh lots of uh, very nice equipment um everything is uh, very functional as well but we uh we kind of gave gave people that exclusivity that they desired from our personal training you could put our personal training in any gym in the world but us having our own space was something that we could give back to our clients so as the pandemic started to lift and we had our own space, we were able to offer this very elite exclusive service to say, you can come and train with us here in this really, in this nice environment, rather than you going back to that area where you were on what you were unsure mm -hmm. of. So the pandemic has basically forced us online and also uh, progressed us to think that we needed our own space or spaces. I mean, uh, the future plan of our business is to get a couple of other different studios like we've got already right. uh, and expand and franchise our business a little bit that way through the pandemic. So I haven't let the pandemic govern how my business is run. I've given my clients the next step, so to speak. Yeah, good on you. That's. Uh, I think that's really amazing to, to see that forward planning. And like you said, it's, it's so important to think ahead, you know, in, in, in business in general, but especially right now, you really need to be adapting. And it sounds like yeah. you, know, you really have adapted and overcome what the pandemic has thrown at you. Um, I think the um, moving towards online um, for the fitness industry and, and in your case as well is, is really interesting because I think it, it can open up the doors to a lot more clients. You know, if you're, like you said, if you're just working out a gym, relying on what the gym can provide you, you're, you're fairly limited. Use Whereas, the tools around you. Use the social yeah. media. Use your WhatsApp. Use um, calling someone. You know, people don't call <laughs> each other enough. You know, ring someone up and say, hey, Ollie, how are you? Yeah. How's, your, how's your fitness? Have you managed to get outside the house yet? You know? <laughs> that's, no, that's, uh, I think that's a really smart way of doing things. And I, I hope that this is something that, you know, other people would take on board to, to use for their for their businesses and, and see you know not even just businesses in the fitness industry but of course in the health and beauty industry we've seen other people sort of trying to move to adapt and, and do things online as well um, I think it's a huge opportunity for, for people. I mean we've, we are very customer service driven that is the premise behind our business um, we, we desire we, we work on their desires of having a great experience 
So it's the same with health and beauty. My wife, who's a, um, a sports masseuse, she has been for 16 years, comes out of a spa-based industry. Um, so she's worked in hotels, uh, beauty salons, etc. for 15 plus years before she right. had her own place. And um, the customer service, uh, uh, customer service driven from that industry is so important. Hmm. The, one, the ones that we've seen succeed the most with hairdressing and health and beauty are the ones who stay uh, in line with their clients, who put their clients first, who put their service first. Definitely. Um, I feel like your retention rate is keeping your client over a, over a year period. The, uh, the profit that you will make from one client over a year or two years is more than that client that you'll only ever see once. Yeah. So you have to remember, it's a fine line with marketing. Are you trying to get that new person all the time and try and have loads of people on your books, but then your retention rate isn't great, so you keep losing those people? Or are you trying to keep your client for a longer period of time so they pay month after month after month? And I think, you know, with using using services like Booksy, you know, I, I found for myself that that was a very much a driving factor of, of professionalism that I was giving back towards my client. You hit the nail on the head with the, the sort of customer support and um, sorry, customer service side of things is it is so important, you know, um, especially with the fitness industry, I guess, you know, you can help people set goals, but you want them to keep setting goals, keep improving themselves. Hmm. Um, and I think that's obviously something you've done really well with keeping them to keep coming back to you and, you know, wanting to keep improving themselves. So I think that's uh, that's really cool. And, we work a lot in our industry on uh, smart goals, uh, specific, measurable, adjustable, realistic time frame. Um, you can use that in any industry or any self um, self goals that you're making. Um, be realistic. Be specific. How are you measuring it? How long is it going to take you? You could you can forecast your business in that way. Um, you could be like, how am I going to get another two clients uh, by the end of next week? I will do it this way. I'll measure this way. Is, yeah. that, is that realistic that I'll get it that way? You know, don't be like, oh, I'm going to get 20 clients by the end of the next week. <laughs> happen, especially now. Yeah. How, um, how have you sort of found that using the, the tools on, on books here sort of catered for that? Um, so um, I use the social posts creator a lot on, um, on books. It's a, if you're not, um, if you're not great with uh, graphics and content, I would say that's a really easy go-to to make uh, high-quality uh, social media posts. Um, you can take an image, overlay it with a review or um, a quote or something like that, and it looks outstanding straight away on your social media, something for people to look at. You're trying to retain someone's attention for longer than four seconds. <laughs> um, images are put into our eyes all day long. How are you going to get that person to look at your image when they're scrolling through Instagram? Um, what else is really good on Booksy is the uh, the message blast. Um, get in front of your client's eyes. You know, send them a text message via a via a message service. You can do that individually, or you can do it as a as a group. I sent one out yesterday to say, "Hey guys, great news! Next week, December the third. Uh, make sure you get your bookings back in." Um, because not everyone looks at social media. Not everyone sees what you're doing. Sometimes you, you need that little, little nudge, nudge the other way. Um, the professionalism of uh, the Booksy application for me to say to a client, 
Hey, uh, Ollie, um, I'm going to see you at Thursday at three o'clock. Have you booked in online? Um, have you have you paid for your session? Uh, you'll get a reminder. Um, I always say to my clients, you get a reminder like you do at the dentist. And they like they like that. You know, they get yeah. a message the day before saying, oh, yeah, I've got Adrian tomorrow for my PT session. So what I'm saying is, is I've, I've used Booksy adaptably for my for my fitness industry. I've used the tools that you guys have given me to step forward with my business. I haven't just paid for Booksy and just expected people to, to log on to it. I've learned how to use the system. I've learned what features that you guys have. And then I've used them to my advantage. I'm paying a premium to use Booksy. And now uh, I pay a premium for my PTs, physios, podiatrists, masseuses to use it as well. So I encourage them to use the system like that as well. And we're very much you know, in a world of technology where you can send someone a link and they know what that is and they follow the link through. And if the thing that they're following through to is a professional layout, and set out in the right way and they don't have to think too much then you're going to get the best service oh i can enter my apple card okay my apple pay details or oh look i can use um, my mastercard or whatever you know it makes the transaction easier so embrace Definitely. your embrace what booksy does for you use let let them let them do the hard work for you <laughs> that's great no yeah it's, it sounds like it's, it's one of these things like like you were saying with social media and you know it's, it's an additional tool to to help your your sort of business and it's, it's great that you've really been utilizing the the different features on there i don't know how much of an, an exclusive this is for me saying this but obviously you guys have been letting me trial um front desk which is your in-house um application which is coming out soon i think for booksy um, I don't know too many details about when you're releasing it, but <laughs> so for my for my business, that sits on my reception. My receptionists can use Booksy, my Booksy, without uh, looking too much into too many details that I would have on my end. Um, it's a very easy and interactive thing that you can show your client. You can say, "Look, here's here's you, here's here's Emma's availability." It's something that's very, very, very intuitive and really nice next step for uh, barbers, hair salons, beauty salons. Uh, fitness studios fitness receptions it's been working really really well for us and it gives us that real modern edge for that professionalism of service that i was talking about previously that's great that's yeah no it sounds like you you've really got the sort of the whole package um at, at your new studio so just just going back to the um sort of future of the fitness industry is there like any sort of ad advice that you would give people now you know, looking ahead into sort of 2021 um where hopefully things are going to be a bit more positive we're coming out of of this um is there, is there any sort of advice that you'd give to you know people that are in similar situations to you or um, yeah totally yeah i would say the fitness industry has been put into a box this is what the fitness industry is it should be x y and z think outside that box <laughs> think what the other things that your clients might need the reality of being able to do a fitness class with more than six people in it is very unrealistic at the moment. If your model is boot camps, circuit classes, CrossFit, that kind of stuff where you have mass amounts of people, group, group PTing, things, all those kind of things, you know, like have a little think about what else you can offer people. 
Mm-hmm. Maybe that should stay online because you could get 20 people in that class online, whereas in, in, on, in person, you could only do it with six. That would be my advice for people who are gym instructors. Think outside that box. In regards to personal training, if you work for a big, a big corporate uh, globo gym, as I like to call it, <laughs> if you work for a big globo gym style company, what are they doing for you for you to get clients? Are they just leaving you on the gym floor and you've got to go and have conversations with people at social distance? It's not very easy to do that. It's not very easy to stop Ollie on his treadmill and say, hey, Ollie, I just wanted to check how you're getting on from two meters away. It's not so easy. Yeah. How are you going to get in front of that person? How are you going to make yourself a little bit more uh, presentable to the public? Think about your marketing a little bit. Um, if you're uh, a one-man band, you know, keep going, keep doing what you're doing. I mean, people like privacy of service. You know, they don't want to be flaunting it on the gym floor like like you see in a lot of these gyms. You know, like uh, people say, oh, I feel really intimidated in going into the weight yeah. because um, all the guys are grunting and making noises. Admittedly, you probably do need to grunt and make noise to lift uh, heavy, heavy weight, but it's still not very inviting. Definitely. So find, find yourself a way that you can communicate with your clients. That's what we do. We reach out and kind of sort of say, you know, hey, you know, like we train like 80% female because they want to make those progressions in the gym and want to feel comfortable with who they're being trained with. Think about who your target market is. How well do you know that target market? Is it the right target market for you? How well do you know that person? Do you know that that person would stop on the way to the gym to buy their oat milk latte? and <laughs> Um, then they would come and train with you and then on their way home have their uh, whatever for lunch you know how well do you know your client it's the same with hairdressing and beauty I mean you know that's the um, stereotypical first question of um, a hairdresser or you know how are you doing how's your week or how was your holiday or whatever they know their clients really well definitely because they see them a lot it's the same with you as a PT I mean I see some people three times a week you know and and you, you become very close to those clients so You've really got to think about how you're going to bring your clients in and how you're going to reach out to, to clients and say, hey, this is what we do. This is this is us as fitness professionals. This is what we're offering you. It's not trying to sell the short term. That's what we talked about the other day when we had a brief uh, pre-chat about this podcast. Yeah. I was saying there's a lot of people only selling short-term fixes. Hey, come and try my four-week program. I mean come and try my four-year program. Come and work out and be the best that you can be and move the best you can. You know, you're selling a long-term. Don't sell a short-term because mm. your retention rate will be very, very low. Definitely. No, that's some, some really interesting uh, insights. So thank you for that. I, I really hope that some people um, find some value in, in what you're saying here. And I think that was that was everything I really wanted to sort of ask you today. But is there, is there any other sort of thoughts or anything you wanted to discuss today? Anything... Uh, you feel could uh, add some value i would say you know if you're if you're starting out in personal training industry really think about who you're uh, going towards are you are you a bodybuilder are you a marathon runner uh, a long distance cyclist are you focusing on rehabilitation and referral are you doing boot camps are you doing powerlifting olympic weightlifting uh, kettlebells don't try and be everything that i mean you can have a general a general uh approach to mm-hmm. the industry you can dabble in everything i mean i i personally 
um, I work as a strength coach. So I teach uh, weightlifting, barbell training and functionality of fitness and functionality of strength. So people come to see me for that reason. I don't advertise myself as a bodybuilding coach because it's not where my experience lay from. Um, another great bit of advice I'd give up and comings is do something with your fitness that inspires people. Go and run a marathon for charity or go and compete in a competition in the sport that, that you love doing, whether that is CrossFit or stepping on a bodybuilding stage or because the inspiration that you give people from that example you set will really help drive people towards you. It will be, oh, did you know my friend Adrian won a gold medal at the European Championships? Or did you know that so-and-so did this? And people very proudly talk about their coaches and trainers. You know, you know. oh, um, Sarah, you look great in that dress. <laughs> oh, yes, because my uh, I've been seeing my personal trainer, Adrian. He's been helping me out. You know, people love to talk. Yeah. Um, recommendation is so important. Same hairdressing, you know. Definitely. Oh, your hair looks nice. Oh, uh, Frank Kite or whatever. You know, you're only, you're only as good as people remember you to be. Mm-hmm. So putting yourself out there in a, in a professional manner, I think is really important. I think how you present yourself between your business social media and your personal social media is also hugely important. But I don't think we should get into that too much. But I think <laughs> you should definitely differentiate between the two. I like what you were saying about having something you can specialise in as well. I feel like that is really important. And you know, doing what you preach, you know, sort of practice. If you have a fitness website, I mean, if you were to go onto that website and you were grabbing someone's attention for, let's say, a maximum of 10 seconds, do they really want to see a photo of you with your top off? Is that <laughs> what you're trying to sell? Do you know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. or are you trying to go, oh, look, there's somebody lifting weights. That's what I want to do. Or there's somebody swimming. That's what I want to do. Or, um, do you know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. making your business relatable. As I said before, painting yourself in a in a professional picture for people to look at you and know exactly um, what service they've got. I mean, websites are important. Blogs are important. Uh, YouTube is something that we're slowly going to be moving into. Okay. Um, we want to present ourselves uh, more with information value, sort of, uh, and, our, and talking a little bit about our community because that's what we that's what we're really trying to to promote mainly. Um, I mean, feel free, um, if you're listening to this podcast, find me on Instagram, um, Rebel Rebel Fitness. Uh, give us a follow. I'll follow you back. Let's have a conversation. If you need any advice, you know, feel free to give me a, feel free to give me a tag. Adrian, thank you so much. I think you've, uh, you've definitely provided some really useful advice and, and knowledge there. So that's really good. Thank you so much for your time, man. Ollie and Booksy, thank you so much for Cheers. having me uh, give a bit of professional advice for you guys today on your podcast. Keep doing what you're doing. You're doing a great job. Thank you very much. Cheers. In the late nights, early mornings, and every moment in between, the Booksy Better Business Podcast is here to help you shine. We help you be you, only better.